welcome back to another episode of the Geeky Gangster. Today, we are here to discuss parental safety. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be safe against your kids. <laughs> well, yeah. They're at that height where, you know, anything below the belt can be dangerously, you know, hurt. But no, that's not quite what I mean by this. I mean, it, there's a lot of things going on in this world. We live in a time of desperation where people are doing things and they're resorting to doing things that normally wouldn't be an issue. Like, you know, you're abducting children. You know, that's yeah. something that has become way more common over the past couple of years than it was when we were growing up. Right. Now, there was cases of it when we were growing up. Don't get me wrong. Right. You know, that's when the whole don't take candy <laughs> from strangers and all that shit started, yeah. you know, but it has gotten severely worse. Yeah. You know, it is happening in grocery stores. It's happening in people's backyards. You know what I mean? And a lot of it comes down to the parents not being aware. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's, you know, electronic devices. Like parents are too busy on their cell phones or whatever, or right. too busy watching a fucking soap opera or something to watch their kid play outside. Right. You know what I mean? But no, we're, we're paranoid though. We we are. We, we are but, for good reason. But we're paranoid, and we may, we don't let the kids out. even playing outside. We are always out there because we yeah. we don't want them by themselves outside. No, at all. <laughs> no. I even if I gotta go use the bathroom, everyone's coming in, sit on the couch for a minute, and I'm done. Then we can go back outside. Right. You know. Right. I, I don't, and I don't even have neighbors. <laughs> right. Right. But that's just it. That's, just, that's just, how much I trust humanity nowadays. Right. And and that's just it too. It's not that hard for. I mean, we we've seen situations where. Um, you know the in a in a small town mm-hmm. there's been you know people attempting to abduct kids and things like that when it's like well, that, <laughs> you're not even you're not even from here what are now, you doing there, out here there is something there's cool no about, reason to be out here you mentioned being in a small town remember the last town we lived in it was even smaller than the one we live in now right and there was an instance where and it was one of those towns where everyone knew each other like you're talking literally like only 200 people including the children yeah. are in that town right okay right and there are a couple of the girls that were probably like what like early teens yeah mid you know preteen whatever they were walking around um in town you know they weren't to go get ice cream or whatever from the local store you know yeah and on the way home they noticed that there was a a jeep i believe it was that was kind of following them and they didn't recognize it again you're used to everyone in that town there might be people who pass through the town but they're not going to be circling the block like this guy was right you know right and the one girl had every right to be paranoid okay yeah she called her parents and told them hey i think someone's following us in this jeep Man, not even 10 minutes later, you had almost every dad out there with their shotguns and pickup trucks blocking, like, every damn road off looking for this guy. Right. Like, they, pre- they you know, no law enforcement in a town of 200 people. They made their own law enforcement. Right. They blocked off all major roads. They had their weapons. They were ready to go. You're not messing with my kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it wasn't even just her dad. It was literally almost every dad in the neighborhood. Right. Right. You know? And that... That's a, one of the good things about being in a smaller town is that people do kind of have each other's backs like that. But it doesn't excuse the fact that it almost happened in that town. Right. And, and even he, even just, what was it, like a week ago, there was someone who was almost abducted well, at the we'll, bus stop we'll in that call town. This, we'll call this our, our holiday, especially holiday, um, public service announcement. Because especially this time of year, places are crowded. Places yeah. are very crowded. Um 
parents are scatterbrained. You know, oh yeah, everyone's got for. Christmas on their mind and bills, right? And all that bills, kind of shit. Christmas gifts, and they're. I almost feel like they're not paying the attention that right. they should. And and I'll use I'll use the example. Um, I know we we were talking about it before, but um, the my mom being the avid um, thrift store shopper that she is yeah. goes to thrift stores and, and she does she goes to the toy section because that's usually what she's looking for is toys well you guys run a toy store so. right right so looking at toys um, but she gets a lot of kids whose parents are on the other side of the store completely whether by the clothes shoes wherever that case may be wherever they're at they're over there the kids are by the toy section alone chit-chatting with my mom now mm-hmm. my mom you know she is a teacher so that's you know she's used to that but how what if this, she wasn't a teacher you know and, and, and people who can have kids aren't just males you no. know they are females too. Oh, a lot of it is the female <laughs> a lot of it uh, is females targeting other females right. because as a female, no one suspects you to do that. Right. Okay. Right. And as a female parent, a lot of them are distracted or not on top of their game. Right. And it's a lot easier to fight off a female than it is to fight off a male in most cases. In most cases. I know there are some women who could probably beat the living shit out of most of the guys I know. <laughs> but in most cases, it's easier to fight off or distract a female than right. it would be for a male. Right. Well, so she's got these kids who come up to her. Oh, and they start talking, showing her toys. And there's been... <laughs> There's been quite a few times that she's had to actually tell them go to go find her. your mom or ask an employee to go find their mom or something like that. Uh, I had a good, she our get, first episode I mentioned that. Yeah, she she would get up to the register and still have them following her around, and they would, you know. They would have followed her out to her car. Right. Like I said, if a kid would have been promised, oh, you, you like Transformers? Oh, yes, you got a Transformers. You should see the one I got in my car. You right. Should, I got a huge one in my car. Oh, it's so cool. I'm having problems putting it together. You want to help me? This kid would follow him right out the door, and it would look like nothing on camera. Right. Exactly. You know, they, they nothing at all. There would be no kicking, no screaming, no right. fighting. Right. And you can't blame the store. Because the parents were not watching them. They, right. If the parents had been watching, well, they the would say, who, who are you talking to? What Get about, over here. What you about know? the, you know, there, there was an instance where the mom was in the checkout lane and this old lady comes up and starts talking to her about like, you know, she's like a one or two year old or whatever in the cart in front of her. Yeah. Uh, you know, my mom is literally a foot away from the cart at most. Right. She could probably reach over and touch her kid. Okay. And because she's so distracted trying to swipe her card or give the cash or whatever, the old lady had enough time to literally yank the kid out of the cart and run out yep. the door. Yep. Really, really I mean, right they caught in her in reach. the parking lot. Yeah. They caught her in the parking lot, almost getting in her car. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you don't, you're, whatever you're doing, is you know, not more important than your kid's safety. It's not more important. And, and you know, even my sister had an incident where um, I don't give a, a lady, shit if you hold up the checkout lane. I would rather someone hold up the checkout lane and me have to stand there for an extra five minutes than witness someone's kid get taken. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And my sister had an incident where, and this goes to show women, like I said, we'll, we'll do these things. She yep. had an incident and, and it was at a um, more upscale 
department store okay. where a woman came into came up to her and started talking to her as if she already knew her. Hey, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in so long. Now my sister, she she's a nice person. Yeah, you know, she's she, not gonna tell she's them. She's not gonna I tell you, I don't know, you get away from me, you know. Right. She'll be sitting there like trying to place a face, you know, a name with a face, you know, like, yeah. um, okay, do I know you? I might know you, maybe I talked to you before. She deals with a lot of students and stuff, so and this woman was sitting there talking about, you know, her daughter, my, my niece. You know, oh, she's so cute. I mean, you know, getting asking if she could hold her. My sister's like, no, no, right. sorry, no. You know, but the fact that not too long after that, the same incident happened at another location in that same area, See, and, and that, the baby got taken. That's what bothers me, though, is that, like, okay, yeah, I know your sister's a nice person, and I'm not trying to talk bad by any means okay but in this day and age there are so many rude people in this world yeah. okay why is this the time where you're choosing not to be rude right Again, i'm not talking about your sister specifically okay yeah, right but you know you got the people who leave their shopping carts in the middle of the store like they're sam walton you got the people who you know drive on your ass and everything else right you know what i mean and you know, everyone's willing to tell each other to go fuck themselves and everything else. But why is it at that specific moment, that's when you decide to be nice? Right. Like, right. no, sorry, I don't recognize you. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I'm sorry. I don't know who the fuck you are. You need to step away from my kid. Right. Right. And, and you know, we, we've shown, because, um, uh, you know, especially with kids, you know, grown women getting um, taken and things like that, you know, at least they have a somewhat of a fighting chance. Right. You know? Kids don't. They really don't. And, you know, whether it's, you know, a baby who obviously doesn't have a fighting chance or a, you know, 10-year-old, they don't have a fighting chance. And, you know, when Destiny was five, you you gave a prime example of that Yeah, to her. you were talking to her in the kitchen about Stranger Danger. Right. And she was getting rather cocky about it for a five-year-old. Oh, I'm going to bite them or I'm going to kick and do ninja moves or whatever. Which is a... Pretty common response for kids. Right, right. You know. And by all means, fight back. Right. I am not telling your kids to not fight back. Right. By all means, fight back. But I had to prove to her that it wasn't going to work. Right. So while you were standing there talking to her, I kind of crept up behind her and used one arm to hold her still and the other hand to cover her mouth. And within two seconds, I had taken her into the bathroom and she freaked out. She didn't realize that it could happen that quickly right and as traumatizing as it was it's made her a lot more aware of her surroundings especially she's a lot more aware of her surroundings for herself and for, for her, her siblings, siblings. yeah it, it had made her a better big sister in the long run it, it too, did it did know. because she knows how quickly that can happen and just in case any of you are wondering she holds no resentment to me for this no we've got we've gotten her she says thank you about that quite yeah. often you know because yeah. we we are very straightforward with our kids we don't, you know, and sure. when I was growing up, um, you know, a lot of people thought my mom was weird and I, you know, she is, but she's weird in a good way. Um, when I was growing up, we would have, um, the pictures, the pictures, um, she would print out, this is before the internet was huge, right. but it, you know, she, whether it was newspaper articles, if she could print them out, um, she would get lists from the police station she would print out a list of pedophiles. Mm-hmm. And those pedophile lists, she would show us the pictures. And you were forced to memorize. You were forced to what memorize they what like, they looked they names, like where and they where lived. they lived. Yep. And she would say, if you ever see this person trying to talk to you, you scream fire and you run. Yeah. You know? And so 
she had that ingrained in us that, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is how it, there was no sugar. There's no rainbows and butterflies that the world's a great place. And everybody's nice. You can talk no. to everybody. No, she had it. These people are bad people. And these people are people you need to stay away from. And if they come to you, try, try to talk to you, you need to, this is what you need to do. It is not safe. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, and we've known a lot of people who do this, mm-hmm. who um, shelter their kids and don't explain the, the what the real world is like. Right. What the real world is like. Well, a lot of people have this mentality where that's not going to happen to me. Right. And those are the people that it Well, to. let me explain something. <laughs> when I was little, I grew up in a small town, very similar to the towns we live in now. You know, only a couple hundred people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, we lived in a trailer park, and our bus stop was down the road at one of our friend's houses because she had an autistic brother. So the bus would just stop there to pick everyone up. It wasn't a big deal. It's literally like, what, four or five houses down the road we had to walk. And my grandpa's house was one of those houses by the bus stop. Right. Uh, He lived right down the road from us. I had not only her, but another friend of mine lived next door to her. Okay, so their parents would always kind of keep an eye out on us at the bus stop and things like that. One day, my sister's running a little late. You know, I left to go to the bus before she did. Because she didn't, you know, she was being a kid, didn't want to put her shoes on uh, on time and things right. like that, you know. So she comes wandering down the street. Well, all of a sudden, this big white truck pulls up and starts trying, to, the guy in the truck starts trying to talk to my sister. And she starts screaming because she had no idea who this guy was, what he wanted, you know. And it, in that day and age... Our parents told us, you know, you don't trust anyone. You don't get in the car with anyone. You don't take candy from strangers. Right. You know, that was when all this stuff was becoming very popular. They started doing the things at school about it and things like that. And so she came running out to the point where my grandpa and my friends, both of my friends' dads, came out of the house within, like, seconds. Oh, yeah. They came out of the house. And that dude in the white truck just took off. And all three of them are standing in the road with their hands up, like, come back, asshole. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and... Again, one of the great things about being in a small community. Okay. Right. But the fact that it almost happened to my sister. Right. And in in a little see, ass town in the middle of Wisconsin. And kids are vulnerable. Kids they are. are vulnerable. They are. And it is our job to look out for them. They, you know? they but, are in imaginary worlds half the time. Right. You know, they might be walking down the street going to the bus stop, but they might be picking up a stick and fighting a dragon while they're doing it. Right. You right. know, they're, they're not, they're, they're they're not, not they don't pay attention to no, their surroundings. No. It's not their job. No. It's it's not. Let them be kids. For Christ's sake, let them be kids. Do your job as an adult. Right. Watch your kids. Protect your kids so they can have that freedom and that that imagination for right. a while. Right. 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 Well, and, and we were we know that there was an issue that happened at a uh, local major retailer recently. Um, that it was a grown woman who was. Oh yeah, the dude just walked right into the bathroom and tried to push her into the stall and yep. have her way with it. Yep. And luckily, like you said, grown ass woman, she was able to scream and, you know, yell for help. And, you know, the dude got away by the time the associates got in there to see what was wrong with her. Yeah. You know, but she was able to deter him from trying to do anything further. Right. You know. Right. And and it's scary because in this day and age, especially with this LGBTQ thing going on. Which I totally support. It's not that I don't support it. But the fact that a grown man can walk into a woman's restroom and use that as an excuse, and use that as an excuse to do these kind of things, that's concerning. Right. And I'm all you for know. the community itself. Like, by, oh, all, yeah. by all means. Yeah. You know, our, our daughter Do what you want to do. We're, yeah, we're I, fine with that. We I don't, don't care. It. You know, but it's Don't the use fact it as... Because obviously that guy was not one of those people. No. 
No, you know what not I mean. At all. He wasn't a cross dresser. He, he wasn't a no. A, when he saw an opportunity, is what it was. right? He saw an opportunity where no one's going to stop me from doing this. Right. You know, right. and that bothers me. You know what I mean? Like again, if if you're a trans or a, a cross dresser, you identify as a girl, whatever the case may be, and you want to go use a woman's restroom, do it respectfully. Right. Don't right. don't go in there and start waving your wiener around or something. Don't go in there and try doing nasty shit. You know what I mean? Right. Do but it respectfully. But most of them are respectful. The, most of them are, yeah. It's the ones but who are pretending who are using that as an excuse. Exactly. You know? Exactly. The, you guys just open the door for all these other creeps to use this as an excuse. Right. And, you know, and that, and that can, and that's to the point where like, I won't even let my kids use public bathrooms. Well, I don't like using public bathrooms in general. Well, no, but, but if, if the kid has to use a bathroom, right. I would rather take which, them to that family one where well, you can go in there with them and let me, lock let me, the door. Let me tell you, let me vent my, going off topic for just a second. Here's my issue with the family bathroom. The employees okay. use the it. The employees use it. So I'm sitting there with five kids and they got to go to the bathroom and I have to debate. Do I want to bring them in this giant bathroom where I got to try and watch all five kids or this one that has a family symbol on it that says family bathroom, but employees want to use it as a personal bathroom so that they can you know, sneak away or whatever. That bothers me. Employees, it is not your bathroom. It yeah. is a bathroom for families You and handicapped. Okay. Now if you're handicapped, Okay, I get that. That's fine. That's what it's there for. Right. But right. it's not there for regular employees to just have a place the, to. The, the people sneak who are walking away. out of the bathroom are not handicapped. Right. By maybe mentally, uh -huh. but right. not not physically. No, not, not physically. Not and to it, the point where you need that extra rail and you know. No, and they're just using it because it's like, oh, it's a secret little getaway. I could spend as much time in here, and nobody could find me. Like you are literally, and I've had to yell at people. I've had to talk to managers before. Mm -hmm. Tell your employees that this is not a place for them to just hang out. You know, to hide away. This well, is for you families. Know what, you know, what bothered me the one time was you, you had taken a couple of the kids into the bathroom, and I was standing outside with the other kids waiting for you guys to finish up. Yeah. Okay. And next to the family bathroom, they have what they call the women's feeding room. Right. Okay, where you know, a mom can take her daughter or right. son in there and breastfeed them without having to worry about the public and, you know, yeah. that kind of whole nonsense. Okay. But you guys were completely for the breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. Room, I, so we you want to breastfeed, you can breastfeed. I don't give a shit. As long as you're not smoking meth right before you breastfeed, I don't really don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but the fact of the matter is, this room doesn't even have a toilet. Okay, in this room, there's literally like a counter for you to put your purse and stuff and like that on. Yeah, you know a what chair. I mean? And there's a chair, a pretty comfy chair, to be honest with you. Uh, at least it looks comfy. Uh -huh. I haven't tried it. But, you know, and there's no, there's no other facilities in that room. Right. But then the door opens up and this grown-ass man who was actually an employee of that store comes walking out of that room. Yeah, there, there should have been no reason for him to be in there. No, no. no. And there's a couple red flags that raised for me. One, what the hell is he doing in there? Right. And that made me wonder, is he in there setting up cameras or something? Right, right. And and that's another concern in general is the cameras in, in, in these public places and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> I have a real hard time, you know, between people, kids, I mean, you, you get kids being kidnapped and abducted mm -hmm. and things like that. Then you got cameras in bathrooms. It's like, I feel like I have to do a sweep of a store before I even let anybody in it, you know, just right. to, just to go grocery shopping. Like, I feel like there needs to be some type of 
facial ID recognition. Has this person ever put, put cameras in places before? Is it, you know, sweeping the bathroom for any beeping sounds? Oh, we got cameras. We got a, you know, whatever in here. It's, we shouldn't have to do that. You know, it shouldn't have to be. But we live <coughs> in a weird day and age. Yeah, it, it is pretty and sad. There, it is pretty as, sad. as much as everyone wants to say, oh, technology is great and all this kind of stuff, there's a lot of things that technology has ruined. You know, yeah. these hidden Privacy, cameras. personal yeah. space. Uh. <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it. I yeah. mean, and, and it sucks because in this day and age, you really can't trust anyone. No. No, you now, really. I mean, you know, everyone's got their friends that they trust and stuff like that, you know, but it's coming even more and more common. They're like, oh, well, it was a family friend. I never expected him to do something like that. Or, right. You know, I grew up with my uncle. I saw him every day. I don't know, you know, I don't know what happened. He just like right. snapped one day and it's like. Dude, you can't trust anyone. No, and, and it's scary. Like I said, you have to protect your kids, and it's not—it's not like a, um, uh, oh well, we've been here for so long and nothing could happen. It—it's—it's it, it, seconds. It's seconds. It doesn't it have takes. to be someone from your town. Right. Someone could be passing through and just see an opportunity. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like we, I mean, you see that all the time, especially when interstate places that are connecting to. You know, whether it's Canada or, um, you know. Well, let's use Kenosha, for example. Uh, okay, Kenosha is right off of I-94 in Wisconsin. Right. Okay, it's literally the halfway point between Chicago and Milwaukee. Yep. And there are several highways leading all directions to get the hell out of Dodge. Right. Okay. That being said, that was a prime place where this yep. shit was happening. Yeah. The, when we were there a couple of years ago, it was like nonstop. Constantly, oh, yeah. they're grown women being abducted in parking lots. They're sitting there trying to put their groceries away in the back of their car. Yep. A van pulls up, slides the door open, pulls her in, and takes off. The cart's still sitting there with the groceries in it. The yeah. trunk's wide and, open, and, and this, no one even and, knows what the hell happened. Right, and this this had happened quite a few times in a row. Yeah, this while was, the police were at the first place, someone else was getting abducted at a gas at the station. Second place, yeah. at, at a gas station nearby. You yeah. know, it was just like within seconds. And, and they're using these cars, and they're not these people who are doing it. They're not stupid. They're using cars that are hard to identify. Like the right. one, the one vehicle that was used in one of these incidences was it was a white van with a ladder on top of it. Right. Do you have yeah. any idea, especially in a rural area like Kenosha, Milwaukee, do you have any idea how many white bands with ladders on top of it oh, there they, are? And they were stopping all of them. But, but, but the thing Yeah, they, they were. They were. <laughs> they were stopping every one of them. But at the same time, that we were by the highway. Yep. They were gone. They were instantly. gone by the time the cops even responded to the call. Right. It only took, it only took a few seconds. Not that Kenosha so, police has a great response time, but that's a topic <laughs> for a different story. Only, only when your car's on fire. <laughs> when your tire's on fire, they get there quickly. Or when Jeremy gets behind the wheel. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I touch the wheel, and all of a sudden they're coming down the street. Like, right. whoa, whoa, I didn't even start the car yet. Right. Um, but, I mean, like I said, ultimately, the, the, the big thing here is parents really do need to you know, put down the phone. When you go into a store, you don't need your phone. No. Right? Like I said, I've, and I've said this before, when I go into stores, I, I, my phone goes in my purse. Unless there's something big need or my daughter's calling me from home, hey, can you get this? My phone goes in my purse. There's there's one time I'll talk on the phone. If I'm shopping alone, if I go to the store by myself, which I got five kids and a wife, that doesn't happen very often, people, okay? But say I'm at the store by myself and I see something that I think the kids might like or you might like, and I'll give you a call and I'll talk to you about yeah. it, okay? But I don't 
stand in people's way while I'm on the phone. Right. I make sure I'm off to the side where I'm not going to be harming anyone's, you know, path well, or anything I, like and that. And I personally, being a female, I don't talk on the phone. If I can avoid it, I won't talk on the phone when I'm in the store. Because unless, now when I was single, I did. Because I didn't, um, I would talk to my mom so she knew where I was at, right, what aisle right. I was in, what I was doing. You know, I would just make chit chat and stuff. If if something was, if somebody was following me, I would, you know, let her know, hey, there's some weird guy following me around, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. Now, as a parent, I don't talk on the phone because I feel like my head is so scatterbrained to begin with. And I've accepted that. I've realized it. I've accepted it. Where there's a lot of people who don't think that they're scatterbrained and they really are. You right. know? But I don't go on the phone because I feel like that's a distraction. And that's the distractions that they're looking for. The lady on the phone. Oh, we can get her real quick because she's, you know, on the phone. She's not going to notice you know, us coming up behind her, you know. And so for me, not being on the phone is a, is better for my my senses you know i can i can keep aware of what's going on rather than trying to battle paying attention paying attention paying attention you know what i mean well and all right that being said i got a couple points to bring up here you know it it goes back to that thing we were talking about in kenosha there are grown women being abducted now there's only been one time that i've heard about a grown man being abducted and that was when we were in Oakland, California. Yes, on we the were, scanner. Now we do the, just so you guys know, we do we listen to the scanners a lot. Yeah, we have the um, we have the, not only the apps on our phone, but I also have my father's old scanners, like the actual big black box scanners, right? That right. can pick up stuff, right? And so we we are avid scanner listeners. We like to know what's going on in the area that we're in, especially when we're traveling. Right. We don't like to be unaware of situations. Right. right. And we were in Oakland one time, and we were sitting out in the parking lot. Uh, having lunch, you know, we just got done shopping at the grocery store and we were just having, you know, kids were eating Lunchables. We were having a quick smoke, whatever. And we were just having lunch and, you know, and I'm listening to the scanner and a grown ass man was walking down the street and was abducted. And I, that blew my mind because I had, at this point we had been like half the nation I've been to at this point. And I had never in my life had heard of a grown ass man being abducted like that. Now, Chances are, probably, it has something to do with someone owing someone money for yeah. whatever reason. Right, you know right, what I right. mean? That's typically the case. And there are movies where boys get abducted, like the movie um, Alpha Dog. Right. It, it was a male who was abducted. You know, But again, it was usually relating back to money. Right. Okay. Those are grown men. I mean, the boys the, getting abducted. The women and children you know. are being abducted for the simple fact that there's resale value behind them. Right. And that's wrong on so many right. different levels. You know, but uh, they... um. You have to be aware, even as a grown ass woman in this day and age, you have to be aware. And that brings up my next point was the difference between the men and women. Okay, now you want to talk about your mom talking to kids in stores and stuff like that. Okay, now if there is a kid standing in the store crying because he can't find his mom or dad, yeah, I am not allowed to approach that kid, right? Because then all of a sudden I have to explain why me, a grown man, is talking to a kid who's crying. All of a sudden, I am put in a very shitty situation. I know. You've had kids come up crying, and you're like, oh, go away. Yeah. uh I don't even want to be put in that situation. Right. As much as if I see an employee or, you know, if you're with me, I'll be like, hey, take him up to the counter or something. You know what I mean? Right. Or I'll I'll say, I'll wave an employee over and be like, can you do something with him? You know, like, he he obviously needs help, and I'm not equipped to do this right you know what i mean right you're wearing a uh a, a, the whether it's the, the store vest or the store shirt or whatever you have a reason to talk to this kid i don't right. i am just a strange man i do not want to be put in that position and that's something that 
it sucks that we actually have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well... Um, well, you know, when we have, um, you know, when you have the, the kids just sitting there and, you know, not being attended to or not being watched by the parent and, you know, they're crying or whatever the case is. Now, some kids get lost. They, you know, the parent was watching them. They turned their back for a second. Next thing you know, kids hiding in a clothes rack and yeah. nobody can find each other. And it's, you know, big mess or whatever the case may be. But when you are, and I'm saying deliberately. Okay, because you can pay attention, but you're choosing not to. You're choosing your phone or your mind wanders or whatever the case may be. That's what you're choosing at that time. That's when either yourself or your child becomes vulnerable. Now, I know back in, oh gosh, the early 90s, in the early 90s, um, my mom worked for the National Runaway Switchboard. Right. And... Um, there was an odd call that came in. This is before internet, okay? Yeah. And an odd call came in from a grown man asking about where, you know, teenage or young boys would go if they ran away in, in, in St. Paul, Minnesota. And my mom wouldn't give out that information outside of legally. She was yeah. uncomfortable with the grown man asking us. He tried to say his, you know, he's trying to drop his, um, you know, his one of his relatives off or his, his, his nephew, nephew or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. million excuses, right? Call back a couple times, trying to use different voices. Um, that same day in the evening or like early evening, there were three or two or three boys were riding home on their bikes, small town, mm-hmm. St. St. Paul. And this car came up next to him, told him all to get in the ditch and he, they took Jacob Witterly. And he, they never, you know, up until I think it was only a couple of years ago, they actually found the person who did it. He was already in jail. He admitted to it. You know, he was the one who took him and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, my mom, I remember <clears throat> she took that illegally because it was, you know, all those recordings are documented and they can't, you know, those because they're private, can't be, you know, released or anything because of pe- people's conversations. She took those time records mm-hmm. and those recordings. To the police, we drove up to St. Paul, Minnesota, to give them to the police. The police wouldn't even listen to them or acknowledge her. Right. You know, and they, you know, they could have done something with this, traced the calls back, figured out something. You know, some of them they were coming from pay phones, but at least you could track where the pay phones they were coming right. from. You know, because they had that on record. They never did anything with it because they figured that wasn't a viable lead. And. This was a small town in the 90s where kids can go out and ride their bikes and everything, or late 80s. I should say late. I think it was like 87 or something like that. I have to double check 88, whatever it was. But it, this kid was like, you know, 12 years old. Just take it. You know, and it was it was big. It was a big, mm-hmm. you know, story. But those kind of things, they're happening more frequently. You know, and, and I don't know if it's necessarily happening more frequently or is it just we're more aware. But... And, you know, some of them are custody battles, you know, yeah. kids missing, it's custody battles. But most of the time, you know, if they're not a runaway, if they're not 16 and running away from home because of whatever the case may be, boyfriend or whatever, if they're literally, it's, it seems like there's more and more abductions going on now mm-hmm. than ever before. And I think a lot of it has to do, it's not necessarily, um, <clears throat> it's not necessarily that there's more abductions, it's that parents aren't paying attention right and those people who abduct children to sell them or 
do horrible things to them, they look at technology as a bonus for them. Mm -hmm. It is a distraction. It distracts the parents. Well, it keeps it's not even kids. that. But how many of these parents are prescribed Xanax? Yeah. And abuse that privilege. Yeah. And I know there's some people who use it as they're supposed to and it helps them. Right. But there's a lot of people who abuse that. There's a and lot of people out. who... There's just, a, um, well, well our, our, our government not, is on a, or not our government, but our, our society is on a pill-popping uh, epidemic yeah. to begin with, where everything is prescribed for everything, right. you know, anything and everything. And some people need it, and some people really don't. But yeah. it, it, it definitely distracts the the person from what they're supposed to be doing, doing you know, yeah. what they're, what who they're supposed to be watching, what's going on in the surroundings, well, all those kind of and things. And the same thing goes for, like, smoking pot. Okay, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? I'm. I think the medical research behind it and everything's great. You know, there's a lot of good things that come from it. Yeah. But there is a time and a place to do it. Right. You know, when your kids are upstairs sleeping and you want to play video games before bed, that's the time to do it. Right. When you are in charge of five kids and you have to go drag them to a store by yourself, that is not the time to be doing it. All right. Exactly. Okay. And exactly. It, 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 it is distracting. And I, some people think, oh, I can do whatever. On, you know, I can smoke or I can drink or I can do whatever and be just fine. No, you can't. No. It alters your mind. Even if you're used to that alteration, it alters your mind. Right. And you it, have to be aware you're, of your surroundings. You have to be right. on point. Your, your you have to be on guard. Time, your, not only your response time, but your response time and your, your um, judgment. Your, your judgment. Is impaired, it, you know, to some extent. Like I said, marijuana. I, yeah, we're we're all for marijuana. You know, we're, there's. I, I personally think it's a great. Um, it, it's definitely. Helpful. You don't even use you it. Know, I don't even smoke anything, but I do think it's it's very beneficial. Right. But do I think that you should be going out to a grocery store with your children, completely stoned off your ass, and like, yeah, we're gonna go shopping? Your your focus no. isn't there. Your focus is not on your kids. No, your focus is on the munchies you're buying. Right. You know. Right. But in, in the predators see that as a vulnerability. You you could be the strongest person in the freaking world, but you have become vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Your child has become vulnerable, and that's because you don't have your. Like I said, it could be it could be some type of it could be you, pills, alcohol, phone, anything. anything. Yeah, you're you're become you become vulnerable. You become yeah, a target. Put down your fucking phone. There's nothing on your phone that is that goddamn right. important where you can't be watching your kids. Right. You really don't need to update that you're at Walmart. You don't need to update Twitter that oh my gosh, I'm at this store right now. Well, you don't need to update Instagram. Look thing. at this. Well, you, no. These people, you want to, you know, say, "Oh, you know, there's nothing on your phone that's so important that you should crash your car over. You know, you know, put your phone down and drive. You know what right, I mean? Right, we made that illegal. Right. Put your phone down and watch your fucking kid. Right. That should be that should be a law. I honestly think that that should be a law. You know, on the same note as all this shit, there are... I went to the, the blue store oh, the yeah. other day. Yeah. And I noticed on the front door, there are signs saying, did you forget your kid in the car? Double yeah. check. The hell... You gotta be reminded that your kid's in the car. Like, I'm sorry, I got, I got kids. They don't shut the fuck up. Right. Okay, and even if they do fall asleep in the back seat, I'm still aware that they are there. Right. Right. Like, how, how, how do you? What is going through your head where you just completely forget that there is another human being in the vehicle with you? Right. How how distracted? And it's like the people who and, and there's people who get in a routine yeah. and then they forget that they didn't drop their kid off at the at the daycare. You know, and they, okay, I didn't drop my kid off at the daycare. But you get out of the car 
and how tinted are your windows that you get out of the car and you don't see this child it's not in the back in the back seat. it's not even like, like the tinted window it, it could be that they're on the phone right or that they're they're running late for work so they hurry up and just jump out of the car and run straight to the door you yeah. know what i mean right. and it's like that's another thing that pisses me off is that that news article that came out a few months ago that's like leave something important in your back seat like your phone so that way you remember your kid back there i'm sorry did you say your phone is more important than your fucking child right are you serious yeah that that i have a real problem with because you need to leave something that's more important than your child in the back seat so you don't forget your child you know, oh, give, I got it. Give, How about you don't forget your child? Let, let, let's think about this. Which would you rather live without? Your fucking cell phone or your kid? Right. And, that, and, that's what it comes down to. And that, you know what's scary? Is that there are people who would literally be like, well, I can't live without both. Uh, yeah, you could. You really could. Like, I feel like I need to open a detox station. Drugs, alcohol, cell phones. Dude, like, like, just, I... <laughs> like it, is, it is that bad. And like you said, I, I know... I put my phone down and forget where I put it. A lot. Right until it you starts know. ringing. Like, what the hell does that sound? Right, like I. Am I going crazy? I, the only time I'm on my phone is if it's business related, whether it's our store or you know the podcast, um, you know things like that. I'm, I'm not on my phone for entertainment purposes. I might lay down at night with the kids and put you know play one of my games or something like that. But I am not on it constantly, and yeah. I don't understand. Like I said, I put it down and forget where I put it all together. But I really don't understand what the obsession is with it. What? Why is this thing attached to people so much that they are forgetting the important things? You know, they are forgetting their kids. They are forgetting that they're driving. That they're. <laughs> I don't know. I Honestly, driving. I I don't know. Like they. People are so obsessed with their phones that you would think that, you know, they were making millions of dollars by using it. Oh, like, right. You're not being endorsed by Apple to use their product. Right. Okay, I hate to say it, but you're not. A right. few of the celebrities might be. Right. And, okay, I'll let that those two people slide. Okay? Right. But the rest of the nation, you are not being endorsed by Apple. You are not being endorsed by Google. There is no reason for you to have that phone attached to your fucking face all the time. No. Period. No, and putting putting whether it's your own kid's life at risk or you know other people's driving, you know, putting those those people at yeah. risk, all because you what don't want to miss a Facebook update. Okay, somebody messages you and you hear your phone go off while you're driving. You know, they're actually in Minnesota. Outside of it being illegal to answer, you know, talk on the phone while you're driving, mm-hmm. it is illegal to pull over on the side of the road to use your phone. Yeah. Which I think is great because no, there is no... You should pull into a parking lot or something. Pull into a parking lot, pull into, you know, get your, um, you know, wait till you get to wherever you need to go. There is nothing now, that is I get that it. important. There, there's some times where, like, okay, say I'm out doing running errands or something. Okay. Right. And I see that, you know, you're calling me. Now, we only have one vehicle between our house. Right. Okay. So you're calling me. I may answer the phone real quick. Hey, is someone dying? No. Okay. Well, then I'll call you back when I'm not driving. Okay. Right. Bye. But you also know that if I call you once and then I wait a while and I call you back, it probably is not important. If I'm repeatedly calling you over and over, then it's like, okay, there's an emergency. I might have to go home and take a kid to a hospital or something. You know what I mean? But we also do speakerphone, you know, so that... I would also pull off. I'm not going to continue driving through... Right, gas station or, you know, store or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll pull over to the side (laughs) and return your call. You know what I mean? I don't... But 
like like you said, if I if I see you call it once, I'll be like, okay, I'll just I'll just call her back when I get to where I'm going. Right. But if you're calling three, four times in a matter of like five minutes, I'm pulling over somewhere to right. return the call and make sure I don't have to go take someone to the hospital or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Well, it, I think ultimately, um, what we hope people take from this this segment is that you know, put put things in perspective is what it comes down to. It's so easy for your child to get taken or an accident to happen. And it really just takes awareness, being aware of your surroundings and not just letting your child roam around and come up and talk to strangers, you know, and, and expect that the people, that everybody's good, that everybody's going to be okay with the fact that your child is wandering around and you're not anywhere near them. You know, these, these, these children put their trust in you. To Not to mention, them. okay, you want to take the, the abduction thing and put it aside for a minute. How many times have we been at a store and there was kids, like, literally breaking things, throwing things, you know, being destructive because right. their parents weren't watching them? Right, right. You know what I mean? You're breaking someone else's property, you know, whether you're playing football in the store or you guys are throwing, you know lightsabers at each other or whatever the case may be yeah you you guys are destroying people's property and you're not even around to watch your kid to tell them hey that ain't what you're supposed to be doing right but the moment you even though the moment you step in and say hey you know yeah. with your kid yeah you're the bad guy right it's like well no i gotta tell the kid to stop running backwards in the store if he runs into my car else and the mom freaks out on me you know you right. can't yell at my kid um someone needs to right someone needs to but you don't want that's the thing somebody needs to. it should be you it should it, be. It, it if should, you don't, if you don't want me or some other stranger yelling at your kid or taking your kid, do it like first. I said, these people who are taking children see your lack notice. of parenting yep. as an opportunity. Well, if you're not going to do it, that's your that's your problem, right? You know, and, and right. they see that they see that open door that you're leaving open. It, you know, it's not even like oh, it's the store's fault or it's my phone's fault or it's Facebook's fault. No. It is your fault, it, it, and you need to take responsibility and realize that it is your fault. You can't go around blaming everybody else because the cameras didn't catch the person. Well, you know, if you were watching them, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened in the first place. So, that's, yeah. But, I don't get it, but I guess <laughs> well, that's why I still have my kids. So yeah, yeah. Figure that one out, people. We are very overprotective, but that's okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, and like I said, there, there's nothing on your phone that's that important. No. To forget your kids, whether it's in the car, in the store. I still don't understand whatever. that in the car thing, but that's I, here nor there. But I, I just, I, that one, I, you know, I cannot. People were freaking out because, oh, you left your dog in the car. No, no, no. Well, yeah, okay, the dog's not allowed in the store. You right. know what I mean? There's people with allergies. There's people who are, like, afraid. You know what I mean? Right. And, no, your dog's not allowed in the store. Crack the window. Make sure you're not in there for a long period of time. Nine out of ten times, the dog's going to be okay. Right. Okay. But a child. But maybe we should a make a note baby? that children are not dogs. No. So maybe that's. And and I'm not saying it's okay to leave a dog in a car, especially if you're in Arizona. Don't leave anything in the fucking car. Right. Right. Don't unless, leave anything unless you're leaving cookies, because then you can bake cookies on your. Yeah, you, yeah, you can bake some cookies <laughs> while you're in the store. But no, especially like if you're in Arizona, Nevada, you know, these places that are like 100, 120 degrees in the middle of summer. Right. Leave your dog at home. Right. You know, if if you don't want to bring your kid with you into the store, get a fucking babysitter. Right. Like, Jesus Christ, people. You know, there was a great store, though, um, in uh, Kenosha. Oh, yeah. They had that thing where you could check your kid in 
And yeah. they, they stamped your hand, and you had to sign papers and everything, yeah, you, so they knew you, whose kid was who. Yeah, they were very... And you could see them on cameras throughout the store. Yep, they had, cam- they had uh, TVs yeah. mounted up on, like, everywhere. Everywhere. So Every other TV, aisle had TVs right. that you could watch your kids playing in the daycare right, area. Right, so you could actually check on them. And the kids loved it. Like they And no one, great. nobody was allowed in the daycare. Even though my kid was standing there, like, refusing to get his coat on, she would not let me go into the daycare area to grab my own kid. Right, right. You know, she, you know, she grabbed him by the hand and, you know, walked him over to me. You know what yeah. I mean? But for safety reasons, they don't allow even the parents in the daycare area. Right. And like I said, the, there's no, they got, they had like a little private bathroom in that daycare area where the kids can go use the bathroom in private and they didn't go in there with them or any kind of sneaky right. shit you, like that. Right, the kids had to be old enough and diaper, they, they had diaper, to be potty diaper, trained. Yeah. diaper changes. If the kid needed a diaper change, they would call you on your phone to tell you that your kid needed a diaper change and you need to come back. You know, right, they, they, they were not a, doing anything. And they had a time limit that your kid could stay in there, which I think was great. It helped with shopping. But at the same time, they did it in such a great way that if I was comfortable well, with it. Well, the fact that you're able to monitor them. Okay, right. The fact that I'm able to walk around the store and look up at the camera and be like, okay, he's still there. Right. You know? Right. And I, I, you know, it's not like I walked away and left my kid with a complete stranger for a half hour while I'm shopping and had no idea what he was doing. Right. Right. You, you know, could, you could go, you can see them the whole time. You yeah. Know? And like I said, they had a very, their policies were very strict. But yeah. well worth it. Well worth it, was, it. That was yeah. That was a cool aspect, you know. And it, yeah. and, it, and it gave you know even high school students who were doing babysitting <laughs> and stuff like that or wanted to do childcare as a career, it gave them a great stepping stone to get their oh, yeah. foot in the door. Oh yeah. You know, and like I said, the, uh, they were very selective about the people that they hired too. All right, but we're gonna wrap this up here. Yep. Um. And again, we want to give a big old thanks to Fizo Felix Hamilton. Uh, you can find him on SoundCloud and uh, um, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, his his mom, who I'm, I am friends with, I know we're just gonna throw this out there. We want to give a shout out to her. She's great. She really is. She did that is she did a great job with her kids. She really did. And she's she's also got five kids. Um, he's just, honestly probably one of the most respectable teenagers I've ever really met. He really is. He really is. and it Very just, polite, very well-behaved. He is one of those teenagers that you're just sitting there going, How come I, I can't? Are you, <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you one of those robot people? Right. Because you are programmed really you're, well. You're not from Earth, are you? You're not from around here, are you? No, great, great person. Great kid. Um, amazing with his siblings. His, he's so respectful of his mom. She is proud of him. Like yeah. I, it is amazing to see it. And I, you know, I remember him when he was little, all the way till he's like super giant now. You he's know, he's he's so tall. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, great great kid. And she just, I just want to let her know too. She she did a really great job. You know, with all of her kids. Yeah. You know, um, but him especially because he's at that age where you know he you know going to be graduating high school soon. And uh, could easily be an ass, yeah. <laughs> you know, but he's not. And right. so she did a great, great job with him, even through all the, the you know, um, ups and downs of just life in general that they've had together. Um, she did a really great yeah, job with him. He's very so. grateful for her. He's yeah. very yeah. respectful. Yeah, very respectful. Yes. So we want to give that out. So Fizo, uh, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Yep. Um, F-E-E-Z-O. F-E-E-Z-O. Yep. And then um, we wanted to uh, give a shout out to, actually, Anthony. He is an old classmate of mine. 
Anthony Camastro. Um, he does a lot of photography, goth photography, so we want to give a shout-out to him as well. Um, Instagram, you can see him on Instagram um, at AC underscore photo 13. And um, one more shout-out we'll do um, for uh, Eat uh, Appalachia. Yes. For Fallout. Um, E-A-T-T. <laughs> um, they, online community. Online community. Yeah, you can find them on, on Facebook. Um, they've gotten some major recognition in, in gaming magazines as well. Um, the, um, and they don't bite even though they sound like cannibals. <laughs> and yeah, the, um, the, the admin, uh, Chris, super nice, super yeah. respectful, super nice. Um, really, really great person. The community itself, if you're a Fallout player, I know this episode doesn't have anything to do with Fallout, you know. But, every but episode has to do with Fallout. Every episode has to do with Fallout. But if you are a Fallout player or are planning on playing Fallout at some point, Fallout 76, this is a great community to um, get introduced to mm. because they are very, they're not the PvP players. I mean, they can if they want it to be, I guess. But it's a community that helps each other out. Yeah, um, they help you they, learn. They, they help you learn and things like that. Level up, um, make friends. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's a very um, safe community too. In the fact that you know they're not yelling profanity like another video. Right, right. And they things like that. right. So if you if you're not about the you know the aggressive gaming and things like that, um, that is that's definitely one. They take the game seriously. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like the Call of they, Duty lobby. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, and they've got if you're having a problem, you know, little things like building your camp. They'll there's help you out. there's there's ones who are contractors uh, in the community that will go in and build you an awesome camp just to be able they'll, to do they'll that protect stuff. you if someone else is trying to right pick on right you. oh yeah the whole community comes together if somebody's trying to to mess with you they'll yeah. they'll come help you out so um, we want to give a shout out to them and we're going to run a commercial for them because we really do uh, appreciate their support and yes. and everything because um, like I said that's one of those communities yes. that we we really do like so. big thank you big thank you and have a great day try to have a good one. Come in, come in. Don't be shy. Pull a chair up to the table. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Mr. Grawl, head of the table here. We are a passionate group of like-minded Fallout 76 players who run one of the largest communities on all consoles. Ah, dinner. Excellent. We've been officially recognized by Bethesda and even featured in Polygon. Aside from events, we are... A family. People to hang with, achieve with, laugh, drink, and even hunt with. Chances are, your hunger brought you here. It's okay, as I said, we are family. You see, it's not what we hunt, but who. I hope this wasn't someone you knew. Bon appetit. Find us on Facebook by searching EATT Fallout 76. We'll keep a plate hot for you. <laughs>